You are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. Why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? Just like me, they long to be close to you. Why do stars fall down from the sky every time you walk by? I just want to get close to you too. We've decided that's what we, yeah. That's the opening line. That's the opening line because we just want to get close to you. Hi, I'm Keith Price, and welcome back to another edition of Keith Price's Curtain Call. And you know that. Listen, listen underneath. Oh yeah. That's the reaction we're hoping to elicit. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you are taking that in, of course. Now, some of you of a seasoned age. I shall say, sure. totally recognize that song as Burt Bacharach's Close to You. But it has been reimagined by my next guest, Mr. Kyle Ryabko, who not only has he redone this song, he has redone a series of songs that he'd had the wonderful fortune of being able to put together in a wonderful show that played at the New York Theater Workshop here in New York two years ago? Yeah. 2014? Yeah, yeah. 13, 14. Yeah. And... You know, of course, Burt Bacharach had to come and see, loved, took the show to um, the West End, little Minier Chocolate Factory, little, little. Uh, what was the other place that it Criterion went to? The Criterion Theater. Theater. Yeah. Um, to wild and rave reviews. And he has now, because that's what he's here to do, baby. He's promoting, <laughs> promoting, baby. Sell those CDs. Sell those CDs. Get those downloads. His new... Original London cast recording because they did not do a cast recording here in the States, which is all right. I'm That's not right. mad. That's right. Hey, Don't be mad. You got to do it when you can do it, we right? Can talk it out. It's good. And it is Close to You, which of course is the opening song for this segment. Bacharach Reimagined. Welcome, Kyle Ryabko, to oh the Curtain God. Call. How you Thank doing, Thank you so baby? much. That was the greatest intro I've ever, oh, I've ever heard. Stop it. Stop yeah. it. So, man, this CD, this music yeah. is really taking to heart for people this the, the thing about i love when you know i meet people who do what you're doing which is you're taking things that are basically classics yes and you are putting your own spin on top of this mm-hmm. of course now the first question i have to ask you is because again i've done a little of the research yeah you seem to be a tad bit out of the generational loop should i say That's for true. this music it's fair how did you discover Burt Bacharach? Well, I think Burt is one of those writers that sort of exists across generations. And I grew up in the house hearing my mom sing, close to you, actually, mm-hmm. and uh, Raindrops. And so it was a childhood thing for me. It was always right. in the back of my mind. But then as I grew up into a musician, I I leaned more towards the blues rock world right. and grew up in that. And through a series of of meetings and incidents, I ended up meeting Bert uh, in the studio. I was hired to be a vocalist uh, on some new songs he was writing. Mm-hmm. And so it was when I met him 
and had the experience and the joy of being in a studio with him that I realized, man, this is a this is a genius, and I I can't let this go today. I have to pay tribute to this person, and so we started brainstorming that day, and it, it turned into this. Really? So yeah. he was involved with this project from the very beginning. Yeah. Wow. So we, it was basically my my manager and co-conceiver of this project, David Seltzer, and I, we said to Bert... David uh, Seltzer of the yeah. David Seltzer Orchestra? No, no. that's the... Uh, Brian Seltzer. Brian Seltzer, yeah, see? close. <laughs> he'll, he'll love that. Yeah. No, but uh, so he said... You have to forgive me because I'm old. Anyway, go oh, ahead. God, please don't. He said to Bert, um, you know, in addition to these new songs, wouldn't it be cool to hear Kyle sing, you know, House Is Not A Home? And mm -hmm. Bert said, yeah, and Alfie. I'd love to hear Alfie. Yes. So, um, so that's what started it all. And so I went home to my little home studio, which was basically this, you know, my computer and a desk, and um, and I started working on these arrangements. And then I would drive down the windy Sunset Boulevard to the Pacific Palisades where Bert lives, and wow. and sit in his music room and play him the arrangements. Uh, okay. Which, which was. Uh, <laughs> did you just at one point? Did you just kind of go? Get me. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what the point was. I uh, was walking into the music room, and you walk past a letter, two fan letters mm -hmm. uh, that are framed on, on his hallway wall, one from Paul McCartney and one from Richard Rogers. Wow. Both of them basically just saying, Bert, you're the, you're the man. Wow. Uh, yeah. Ooh. And so at that point, I said to myself, I must be a, a moron, a complete <laughs> idiotic moron for doing this to myself. <laughs> but well, it, it worked out. Well, you know, Kyle Ryabka with me here on the Curtain Call. And we're, again, it's when you're sitting in these moments with these, like, legendary, like, yeah. you know, you think about a quarter of the music of that period yeah. is his, yeah. you know, on Without one level or another. Yeah. And being redone and revived in different ways by different people and different groups and different interpretations, yeah. and you are now a part of that lexicon. It's a, it's amazing. It's to me, it's just a, it's a celebration of him. So I don't even yeah. think of myself within that. Really, I, it's it's. Uh, but yeah, it's a blessing. It's incredible. Wow, yeah. wow. And you know, when we did the show in New York, Dion Warwick came to the show and love me some Elvis Costello. Yeah, all of those guys. You know, they they. Um, it's it's just amazing to meet them and sort of talk to them about their experiences with Bert. I love that. Did you read his his uh yeah. his memoir? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, and it's like you were with Angie Dickinson? Oh my yeah, god, she was, was so hot back in the day. Time. Like he they were the... he was just living the dream. He was. You know. So for you, young man, this yeah. is, you know, and not to be condescending when I say that. I know no, it comes across I don't that take sometimes. It that way at all. Um it's it is a wonderful journey for you musically to experience him, but you have your own music history yeah. and your own music that you do um, for yourself. How you know I you know, I I've read some of the things mm -hmm. that, you know that you're supposed to read before you do these kinds of interviews, and you know you started at a very young age mm. being touched by music, like you yeah. knew at an early age. Yeah, when I was um, ten, I started I had started learning guitar and. My friend's dad said, hey, there's a, a place. I, I, I should say I grew up in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. Mm. So the, the, the haven of blues rock. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, my, you know, you have, you have Memphis, sure. Absolutely, you whatever. Austin, whatever. Saskatoon, <laughs> Nothing. baby. That's where it's at. <laughs> Actually, Joni Mitchell's from Saskatoon. Oh, okay. But anyhow. But that's only one. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, and she left. That, and she, yeah, she did leave big time. But um, so this, so Bob Holowaty, my friend Chad's dad, said there's a place on on Broadway Avenue um, in Saskatoon called Buds on Broadway, and it's a blues bar. But I heard that on Saturday they let kids uh, bring their guitars and come in and Just participate jam? in the jam. Yeah. So wow. so uh, I mean, I was we were the only kids there. It was mostly sort of like, you know, c- cigarette smoking, <laughs> beer slinging blues guys. But um, but that's where I learned. So I started at 10, just, just in being... The so I'm very used to being around older musicians who have sort of been there, done right. that, and it's where I'm most comfortable. Wow. Well, yeah. You know, that certainly serves you when you're hanging out with Backrack, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, you know, I've been around, you guys. Oh, man. That is so groovy. Kyle Riabko yeah. with me here on The Curtain Call. And, you know, the, the cool thing about Kyle that I love, too, that as I discovered a little bit more about him beyond the music, is that, you know, for those of you Broadwaynistas out there, you if you've been doing your clicking around like <laughs> we all do on the Google and the IBDB, you would yeah. know that he replaced Jonathan Groff in the 2000 and what year was that 2008 10 9 well yeah i joined it in 8 but i eight. think i think 2007 might be the tony year well, the tony year yeah. when they won yeah. of spring awakening yeah. which we had a little confab about the show beforehand and um i really love that in the course of you playing your blues guitar <laughs> and hanging out with all these old folks smoking stogies and talking about the music business back in the day, all of these people, that you somehow found a bug for acting as well. Yeah. How the hell did that happen? It was an accident, sort of. I mean, I always <laughs> loved acting and perform- and, and right. looking at performing from different dimensions but um that was relatively random i got a a, a call from my agent in the u.s i was Mm -hmm. living in toronto at the time and they said hey there's this new musical and they're recasting it it's called spring awakening i don't know if you've heard of it and i hadn't i'm just being honest I, Mm -hmm. i i did not have my mind in the theater world at all at that point. Wow. And they said, but, you know, they, they're seeing new kids, so so the director, you could meet with them and audition. And, and just I had, be seen. I, yeah, just be seen. I, I had no idea what that uh, meant. And so much so that I, I brought my guitar and I played an original song, which is like the number one no-no death no no audition. Like... Yeah, it was a death note. <laughs> yeah. So I made a fool of myself in that way. And it just sort of, it, it just worked. worked. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so really, Spring Awakening, the show itself, and just what it mm-hmm. is, is the reason I, I got into, into all of this stuff. So yeah. basically, your first big Broadway audition is you nailed it. I guess, yeah. I guess. Look at that, Calvary Opco. Yeah. You better go on with your bad <laughs> self, young man. I don't know. Turn it, just turning don't, it on that seer. Don't forget, I'm just a skinny Saskatoon boy <laughs> at the bottom of all this. In the bottom of all this yeah. stardom. Yeah, yeah. You know, and again, how groovy is it, though, for you to then come to New York? So what was your first, like, when you landed in New York City, yeah. getting ready to go to that first put-in rehearsal? Yeah. What was that like? I mean, because you didn't really have a lot of theatrical experience before no this. No theatrical experience. What I did have was, when I was 16, I signed a record deal at Columbia. And so I had t- done a lot of touring as a mm-hmm. musician. So I was sort right. of used to... You know the the big leagues yeah, in not that being sense. home and not all being that home. Stuff. Yeah, I hadn't been home since I was like you know fifteen, wow. um, and uh, so so I knew New York, but this was a new New York to use the word <laughs> new four times in one sentence. Um, 
and uh, it was totally brand new. Like the choreography and everything, I had no. I have two left feet. I didn't know what I was wow. doing. You have Bill T. Jones telling you to jump around, and I don't like. It's all the great Bill T. Jones. <laughs> yeah, which I'm just. I'm like, oh hey, what's your name? Bill. Nice to meet you, Billy. What's going on, man? You're so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Love that bald head and stuff. Yeah, That's exactly. <laughs> so I was a fish out of water, to say the least. Wow. But I just sort of. I, 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 I don't know if I would have the ability to do it now as much as I did then. This is like almost 10, ten years, years ago. Almost, yeah. And uh, I was so, my inhibitions sort of didn't exist. So I just mm -hmm. said yes, 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 and just soaked it in and tried to learn. Well, it's like, you know, yes and. That's the basic Exactly, rule. yeah, yeah. Wow. So it, was a, it was really like an education. <laughs> okay, so, all right. So let's, let's just take a little moment here and just we're going to reflect on your life here. So you... Take your guitar, you go to the smoke-filled bar. Yes. You start playing your guitar with these people. You meet these seasoned folks, and in the course of a couple of years, you got a recording contract. It was pretty quick, yeah. Then you audition for the first time for a Broadway show. Of course, you've done a few tours, working with Delta Godrum and all yeah. those folks. Uh -huh. you, you know, buddy guy, you yeah. know, just a few people. And then your first Broadway show is with <laughs> Bill T. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> like... It's like, Wait you're not even a dancer. Are you suggesting, sir, that that's not a standard track? Like, what are the other people doing? I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. How fun is it when you think about it? Like, because, again, idiots like me will think of it this way yeah. and be, like, in awe. I mean, that means, even though you have to kind of stand outside yourself when you have this moment, but that means that you have a whole wealth of talent inside of you that clearly you didn't know you had. Yeah, I guess so. I, th I think, yeah, I, I guess that's, I think it's kind of true for most people. It's just yeah. a matter of not being afraid, sort of, of trying and, and failing. Because, by the way, all this to say, I don't think I was amazing in Spring Awakening or anything like that <laughs> at, at all. I was just sort of Doesn't matter, you got your equity but, card, pal. That's right. But it was... Um, but it was fun, and it was yeah. like great to to spread out. And you know, the reason it ended up being a really good thing is because during that time, the music industry fell apart exactly. entirely. So now, yeah. all of a sudden, it's way more important to be three dimensional. Wow. You know? Yeah. Have you improved any of your dancing? I uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> no, there won't be any of that. Sorry. There was a moment in, in, in not not now and not ever. Sorry. There was a moment in that audition where they just said, "Okay, now." Um, Take this chair and we're gonna play some music and just do, you know, what you would do. Like just just rock out. <laughs> you're like, I was like, just what? Excuse I, yeah, me. Yeah. So you end you're just sort of flailing your arms around and jumping. If a tape of that surfaced, I would be in trouble. <laughs> so now, now you're giving me a mission, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I'll have to find it because you know, Kyle is in New York to get ready to have I guess more like it's a it's a promotion of the album. Yeah, yeah. And I'm moment doing, at yeah. Joe's pub here in New York. That's right. Um and promoting his close to you CD because I want to make sure that people understand that the as you were saying earlier that the business itself has changed. Yes. But there's certain aspects of the business that you still have to do, and one yeah. of those is you got to get in front of a mic in a room oh, with yeah. people. And so he's here in New York um, on Monday, the Monday and Tuesday, seventeenth and eighteenth. Yeah. And then he's also going to be in L.A. Yeah, on the fourth and fifth of November at the Wallace Annenberg Center, which is a really beautiful new theater in Beverly. Hills. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So 
I can't even talk to him now. I'm just so over him. He's Let's end so, this. Oh my god, <laughs> Beverly Hills. He's in. You hear that? So I guess Bert will probably pop in for that Hopefully, one. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. He'll probably swing by. <laughs> swing. Yeah, because that's what the kids yeah, are doing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So the question for me now also is like, you have siblings? I do. A younger brother. Yeah. yeah. What's he do? He's a well. He works in construction in in Saskatchewan, but mm-hmm. he uh, is a hard rock, heavy metal guitar player. He's he's amazing, actually. Really. He, he went in entirely different direction than I did. Wow. But yeah, he, I was just with him for a couple of weeks. And That's so groovy. Out. So, yeah. like, has he been able to come and and visit you in yeah. some of these places? Yeah, he's come when... out to some of the openings of this show, for example. Mm-hmm. And and when I was in Spring Awakening, going back to that, he flew out here, and we sort of had a brotherly, you know couple of weeks here together so yeah it's 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 great yeah that's very cool and your yeah. parents are very proud i'm parents sure parents are amazing yeah that's cool yeah. and were they musical they were musical but not musicians at all okay. musically inclined yeah you know? yeah so you just picked up their their love of music more yeah than... i think what happened was my grandfather my dad wanted to be more of a musician and my grandfather said no and and sort of like no, you're not going to join the band. And, wow! And so the more I learn about that history, the more I realize that my dad's mission in life was to only ever say yes. Oh. And uh, so so that's a, a a a big reason, you know, why I was able to wow. do all this. Yeah. So your father basically, you know, for lack of a better com- you know comparison, basically broke the cycle. That you know that's exactly right. Yeah. You, we either continue the cycle or go mm-hmm. 180, and he he decided God. to do that. Yeah. What do you think would have happened if he just said no to you? That's a really good question. I'm pretty sensitive, so I probably would have accepted the no. I, I don't think I would have rebelled. Like a nice young Canadian. Like a nice young Canadian boy. Let's just remember that, folks. Uh, yeah, no, but that's true. It's it's not it's not like I grew up, you know, saying I'm going to do this no matter what. Mm-hmm. I I required that support. Wow. Uh, and so so you're right. That's a that's a big part of my life. Jeez. Yeah. See again, your parents out there, if you're listening. Let him go to the damn class already. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Give him the guitar and go to class. Or the bar, for that matter. <laughs> I know the bar. Yeah, that's the, the bar. Weird part. Just, see, that's the difference between being in Canada and being in the United States. I know. There's no way you would have yeah. walked into some bar. And, you know, the thing about Kyle that you might gather, as I call him young man, is that he's he's very young. A lot of the stuff that we've talked about that he'd accomplished before the close to you, you did all of that before you were 20. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And so... How difficult is it when you think about, I mean, that's a very rarefied place to be at that age. Right. How did you manage to maintain yourself and not like basically end up like a Kardashian falling out of a car partying? Because how easy would that to be? A 16-year-old with a recording contract? Shut up. No, it's true. And when I see, you know, the Beavers of the world and everything and they, you know, they have a very the success- Canadian that they don't like to talk about. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) That's true, actually. But uh, I... It's my family again because mm-hmm. I, I I still I feel most comfortable in Saskatchewan as a kid, so I have that in my mind all the time. So Wherever the rest anywhere. of it is sort of a game, and so it's it's I almost feel constantly feel outside of it a little bit, and I make sure not to believe everything I'm hearing. You know, wow. all of the hype. I think that's really important because the <sighs> and and also I I am young, but I I was just the perfect age to be born before the major Kardashian fame craze. Right. And so for me, it was still about being a great guitar player and being good and music. And actually having a talent. Yeah, and, and being in love with, with, with it and music. And so um, so I, I missed that wow. instinct, luckily. 
Yeah. So this this is one of those examples. I have a friend of mine that always says to me that what is in the world that's supposed to be for you yeah. is for you, and nothing around that yeah, yeah, will that's take right. that away from you. So yeah. this clearly, as we talk about it now, we're talking to Kyle Ryopko here on the Curtain Call about his new CD that has dropped, as the kids it's say, close to you, back rack reimagined. For some of us old dogs, we remember a lot of these songs. And I say old dogs in that, you know, I have a generation or so a little bit above you sure. in terms of of hearing this music in a different format yeah, as yeah. well. Because for me, you know, like we were saying earlier before we turned the mics on, when I hear House is Not a Home, that is a Luther Vandross That's song Luther. in my head. Yeah. You know, yep. uh, one less bell to answer. You know, I was there for, yeah. <laughs> sad to say, for the fifth dimension. <laughs> Shh. Oh, that's right. The fifth dimension version of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's I, like yeah. that was, the, you know, Marilyn McCoo crying out those, come on. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a yeah. gorgeous thing. Yeah. And so, you know, these were, these songs that were popular in the day at the time were also being reimagined by those that's people right. as well. Yeah. So for you, like I said earlier, that you're part of that lexicon, it's it's really great. So are, is there other artists besides like Burt Bacharach that you'd like to reimagine? That's a really good question. I mean, th- there there are. Um, and I'm fiddling around. I don't want to give anything away because oh. I'm currently fiddling with Look some stuff. Look at that. Yeah. See, I'm trying to get an exclusive <laughs> yeah, yeah. out of this guy. <laughs> but, but you know, I have come to realize that that uh, that's something that I do love to do mm-hmm. is sort of like carry the torch. There's right. so much content out there nowadays. Yeah. Like everybody's doing something. So it's really fun and rewarding to look backwards and to, to carry those torches Well, and forward. you look backwards, and, and like I said, a lot of the stuff that you've chosen for this, this CD and for the show itself, it, it's done respectfully. Thank you. That's the yeah. thing that I, I – yeah. and I'm sure that, you know, if I had the opportunity to hang out with Burt Bacharach like some people, yeah. <laughs> Kyle Ryabko, <laughs> if I had that opportunity, I, I would, I would want to ask him, yeah. do you feel like he's being respected and, yeah. and, and properly – Altered, yes. shall we say, but at the same time, holding on to the content and bringing your own energy into this. Yeah, and I would hope that he would say yes. Well, that—that's. I mean, the the beauty of it is that I knew him, so I got his blessing for this, and, uh-huh. and know that he did feel that way. And the, and the and the the way to achieve that, I think, was was to be very faithful to the melodic and lyrical content. You know, because even in Walk On By, yeah. Which, you know what? I think we're going to listen to that just for a little bit. We'll take a little bit. Even in the walk on by, there's a moment that that famous bump, 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 mm. bump, bump, bump. Mm. You found a way to put it in mm. and it doesn't have this. It's it's there and it's done in the right space. It's not taken out of context and it's done. You know, there's no you didn't do like runs up and down the scale yeah. to get them no arpeggios or nothing to do yes. those moments. And it's still has its own haunting energy to the piece as well. Thank you. And I think that that's kind of groovy. So let's take a little moment and enjoy a little walk on by. Tears. 
Oh, it's not post. Yeah. It's so good. See, I told you. Aren't you scared? You wonder where she's walking the way she's singing that song. Where is she going? Who knows? Who knows? Honey, walking on by. Maybe it's a walk of shame. Yeah, it could be. Don't look at me. Just walk on by. Go. Six in the morning. This is my same outfit. Yes, (laughs) yes. It's true. (laughs) See, only see again. Someone like me. That's where I go because I'm that kind of person. But again, isn't that groovy though? So groovy. Wow, Kyle. Look at you. Thanks, man. That's having these moments with these this music. This is groovy. So for you now, it's like you know he's going to be at if you're here in New York, he's going to be at Joe's Pub. On the 17th and 18th. That's right. And then he's going to be again out in L.A., excuse me, in Beverly Hills. What's <laughs> the name of that place again? It's called the Wallace Annenberg Center uh, for the Arts. For the Arts. Yeah. Wallace Annenberg Center. Yeah. I love the Annenbergs. They're a very good family. Yes, yes. Um, in Beverly Hills, y'all. Yeah. So you're going to have to make a drive if you live out in that area to go see him and probably, you know, spend a little money because Beverly Hills ain't cheap. You got to spend some money. You got to show up in your nicest suit. We will not accept anyone in uh, anything. Uh, no, I'm look kidding. At, I was going to say, look at you. It's like the mayor so of Saskatoon. Let's go back to Saskatoon for one second. Uh-huh. The mayor of Saskatoon, when he was first elected, he he uh, enacted a very controversial law that everyone who entered his office had to be wearing a tie. <gasps> And you weren't allowed in without a tie, and it was a mm-hmm. huge controversy. And then we realized, wait a minute, I know why he did it. He owns a tie store. <laughs> <laughs> he was a regular Donald Trump yeah, that one. He's a Trumpy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know, but but again, there's nothing wrong with a little tie action every now and then. Tie's nice, yes. Tie's but nice. It, it will not be mandatory. All right. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Even in Beverly Hills, you're going to be able to go at least Friday casual. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Kyle Riavko here with me on the curtain call. And again, the CD is entitled Close to You, Bacharach Reimagined. Now, again, like I said before, when you put this in a show, this is what I'm very curious about because mm. as much theater and things that I do get to see, there are things that I wind up missing. And this is one of the shows that sure. I missed. So my question is, is when you were putting the concept together for this show, mm. was it kind of in the standard musical, jukeboxy musical scenario where you had a story as well? No, it was it w- we wanted to resist uh, the the story aspect because mm-hmm. we felt like the music has so much story in it Absolutely. already, and so we didn't, didn't want to detract from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what we did is we worked collaborated with Stephen Hoggett, who's an amazing choreographer. Mm-hmm. You know his work, yes. And uh, he directed the the show, the theater piece, and uh, so it has an an emotional arc. So the songs are organized in a way where you you really do go through an emotional journey. Mm-hmm. It's a little abstract in that way, but for the most part, the show is simply us on stage playing Singing. this music. Like a good yeah. old musical review of sorts. It's, it's really more like a, like a review, yeah. Like yeah. an artistic musical review. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, like, ooh. It's a review without those little skits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they call those skits. The, the, the little skits, yeah. the little things that the people, they when they're talking. You know the skits. It's like, you know, but again, you, you have a really wonderful selection that certainly people who are very familiar with Burt Bacharach's work will be able mm. to kind of go, oh. Like I told you, like that walk on by, right? Mm. Haunting yet groovy. You have another one too, the Don't Make Me Over. Mm. Now I'm gonna tell you my Don't Make Me Over yeah, story. Let's hear it. Now I knew that Dionne Warwick did a version of Don't Make Me yes, Over back in the 60s. Yeah. But I come from a different age. Mm. And in the late 80s, early 90s, there was a version of the song by an artist named, was it Malira? Hmm. I don't, Malira, I don't no. know it. 
What was her name? Oh my God. I was trying to be all fierce and now I forgot. Like, hold <laughs> okay. on. This is the best part about doing a podcast is that you can pull up your computer and you just Google, don't make me over. Yeah, I'm curious about this one because this might be. Um, uh... I want to say, is it Sybil? Sybil? Who did 90s? And she put a whole like baseline of mm. some sort. Yes, it was Sybil. That's her okay, name. Okay, I got to hear that. Don't I, make I... me over. And she, it, it was something. That about her version that was really interesting, and it was something about, of course, Dion's, which mm. was the original that had that kind of pathos in the song. Yeah. She kind of like put a dance beat under it, and it just disappeared. I'll play it for you afterwards because I can't afford to pay all these people for yeah. their music. <laughs> um, but but it was it's it's interesting to see again a song like that for me yeah. have gone through that, and then to come to this version yeah. where it's also kind of haunting. <laughs> haunting. The women a... are very haunted in yes, the show. What's yes. going on with you, Kyle? <laughs> What's, what's your yeah, dealio, man? That's the theme. Haunted women. Haunted women. <laughs> Singing Baccarat. Yeah. There's the show. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I loved her version of that, of that as well. But it's so fun to see, I guess, for someone who enjoys the music basically by the style, the mm. person's original construct. Yeah. And to watch how it's been changed and watch how it's been... Yeah altered but yet there's still the same kind of emotion like we were talking about you know always something there to remind me that's the other thing about Burt Bacharach you know right now on Broadway there's a show called Beautiful that is the story of Carol King and her music and all of that stuff and there was a moment I remember sitting in the show in the audience where people were saying you know as soon as the song would start to be like oh my god did she write that that's one that's right oh my god did she write that one yeah and Burt Bacharach has that same kind of thing i say this a lot but i'll say it again i had the best seat in the house playing the show because i saw the audience every night and the i knew exactly these these moments where mm -hmm. they would go oh right that's him or i can't believe that was him it was really you saw it physically manifest on people's faces that's the real, the best. yeah and and you know the the biggest one is always something that to remind me people mm -hmm. really forget that's a background that's a background yeah because you know many of us of a certain age Naked we were eyes. we were you know jumping around in the club yeah. back in the day <laughs> yeah. going and getting our 80s on that's right that's <laughs> right pony and carrying on oh my god this one was perfect <laughs> so again Kyle Ryabko, his CD that is now available everywhere that you can get your music downloaded. You can get the hard CD as well. It is called Close to You, Bacharach Reimagined. And, you know, again, if you are loving him like I'm loving him, you get the opportunity to maybe see him here in New York, um, here at Joe's Pub on the 17th and the 18th of October, as well as out in Los Angeles, in Beverly Hills, at the, say it again for me? At the Wallace Annenberg Berg. Center. By the way, I hope I'm saying that right. I've said it three times. I don't now. know. Well, let's look and see. No November we'll 4th and see. 5th. Is that right? Dan, we have to scream at his publicist. Is that that sounds good, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right, we got a yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that is right. November fourth and fifth. Yeah. So there's an opportunity at some point for you to see him live. You can enjoy some of the haunting melodies <laughs> yes. that are yeah. here on this, as well as some really, 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 really great interpretations of Burt Bacharach's work. So I gotta say, you know, this is an opportunity. If you don't know who Kyle Ryabko is. Is, you can go to kyleriabko.com and find out all you can about him as well, including the tour dates, some of the other videos and stuff that he has posted so you can get a good look at this young man. Um, I I really am thankful. Thank you for taking time to come and chat it, with this me. This was a, a real pleasure. Really nice. You're, like, yeah, you're, just, thank you. you're just adorable. Oh, my God. Totes adorbs, as the kids would say today. And again, the CD is called Close to You, Bacharach Reimagined. Uh, this is... Um, a wonderful piece from Ghostlight Records that I love me some Ghostlight. Hey, mm -hmm. 
Shaka Boom. How you doing? Hey, yeah. Kurt Deutsch, when you come to see me again. Um, but at the same time, this is the perfect, perfect, um, I like to say a, a perfect interpretation of something. If you don't already know it, you can, you know, appreciate the versions that they're here. It also gives you the opportunity to go back and explore some of the, sure. the previous things. And at the same time, for some of us who know a lot about I won't say a lot about Burt Bacharach, but certainly no, you're extremely familiar with his yeah. work. Um, this is really kind of a nice treat to to listen to these songs being done again in a different way. That's so sweet. Thank so you. thank you very, very much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks this for having really me. This is really great. And we will be back. 